Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I am still your host. In today's episode, I have an interview with Carolina Throstle, who owns her own PR company in the UK. We talk about so many different things that range from getting started in PR, she started in journalism, and then we move on to things that will help both PR professionals and students looking to work in PR. So it's a really well-rounded episode, and I really think you guys are going to like this one. Before we get into it, I am going to talk a little bit about my personal and professional highlights from the week, but before we get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm recording this on Saturday, September 19th, and she passed away last night, which is incredibly sad. It's a great loss for the country, I think, and the world. RBG was such a empowering, innovative, incredible woman, and she really paved the way for so many women to be able to live their lives. Overall, she's just an incredible, incredible woman. On that note, please, please register to vote. I'm not going to say more about that, but I have some information on the Instagram at touchingbase underscore PR, and I just really want to encourage you to let your voice be heard. As for my personal and professional highlights from the week, starting with my professional, my professional highlight is just some of the work I've been doing in the athletics department. I've talked in previous episodes about how I interned in Binghamton Athletics, and this week I got to work on some sponsorship things, so we've secured a sponsor for one of our daily social media posts. So basically what that looked like for me was integrating their logo into our photos for the daily photos. And it's basically just another opportunity for me to see a different side of um, PR and communications because it is this what do we do, how do we make money now that we're not playing sports, we're not selling tickets. So it's just a really – it's just another box for me to be able to check off like I can do this, which is exciting. On a personal note, it is currently Rosh Hashanah. I'm Jewish, if you didn't know. And it was definitely really worrisome not being able to go home for the holidays this year. I didn't get off from school this year, so I stayed in Binghamton where I could take my classes and do all that jazz. So what I ended up doing was I celebrated with my sorority family, and we got together, and we all kind of brought our own Rosh Hashanah traditions together. So I made my grandma's matzo soup, and my Little made her grandma's noodle kugel, so we all kind of integrated our own family traditions into one dinner. So it's just a really nice way to get together and just like celebrate the holiday. All of that being said, I'm gonna hop into the interview with Carolina now, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So, hello, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so, my name is Carolina Frossel, and I am the founder of Ida Marketing, and we provide freelance public relations and copywriting. And I also host a podcast called Kids Review Ed Tech. Incredible. So we're going to start by doing like the little hot seat segment, like I said. So a couple little questions for you. So the first one is, if you had one free hour every day, how would you use that hour? Um, probably learning, because I quite like learning new things. Um, although I probably should say doing some exercise. Uh, but I think uh, that's probably just an excuse, because I'm sure I could fit in couple of minutes here and there to make an hour so yeah probably learning (laughs) I think learning is so great I feel like it's so important to remember that you're never done learning and I feel like a lot of people after their years of school they're kind of done but it's so important to keep learning all the time if you could have dinner with any person dead or alive who would it be and why Uh, I would say probably Michelle Obama so I think she just seems like such an inspirational and, and kind of caring person um, and I think she'd also looks like she'd have a great sense of humor as well. So I think that'd be quite funny. It'd be quite a good yeah. uh, person to have dinner with. Yeah, I know it's 
obviously not the same as having dinner with her, but I know she just started her podcast and I feel like that's been really hyped lately. So it's like kind of like having a conversation with her without actually getting to have a conversation with her. Yeah, true. So now moving into more of the bulk of the episode and the more like PR communications, marketing focused questions. Um, can you start by sharing like where you went to school and what your degree is in? Yeah, so I mean, I actually started um, my career in journalism. So I went to University of Lincoln over here in the UK and I actually studied a BA honours in journalism. And that was kind of where my background was before kind of getting into PR. So you started your career in journalism. Can you talk a little bit about um, that journalism experience that you had? Yeah, so mostly it was um, kind of internships or just work experience here and there. Um, I did a bit of kind of temping for places like the BBC. Um, and then I did a couple of kind of copywriting jobs at various magazines. And then I kind of fell into PR already because there was a job that came up. All the, the journalism jobs that I had were, were fairly ad hoc um, kind of positions. And there was a, a full-time position that came up as, as a PR person. So I kind of thought, well, I wanted to stay in journalism, but I'll give it a go. Um, and actually, I loved it. So I've kind of been there ever since, really. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the transition from journalism to PR? I feel like it almost seems like a pretty seamless transition from one side of it to the other. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think a good PR person probably does have good journalism skills because a lot of it is about actually trying to find the right contact. So a lot of um, people have misconceptions about PR that it is um, just writing press releases or just you know, talking to people. Um, and actually, it's, it's a bit more than that. You need to be you need to have that hunger for finding the right contact. So there is an element of kind of hunting down the right person, um, trying to find the right journalist who will be receptive to your pitch. And then equally, obviously, there are the skills in terms of writing. So you need to be a good writer. You need to be able to tell a story properly. You can't get a client coming to you and telling them, you know, you have a client coming to you and saying, um, you know, we have this fantastic product. It's amazing. It's the best in the world. And it's up to you as a PR person to say, okay, that sounds great, but I need to get a journalist to be interested in this. So I need to find a way of, of storytelling that, of explaining to them, you know, what problem do you solve? How can I get that into market? And that's the way that you have to approach it. So I think journalism and PR kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely seems like it would be easier to write um, PR pitches from that journalism perspective because you're kind of already in their head. So you know what they're looking for. Definitely. So now you say you've started your own PR company. Can you talk more about how you started that and now what it looks like? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm only, I'm kind of six months in basically. So I started um, working for agencies kind of many moons ago. Um, I used to work at a, a property firm. Um, then I moved into travel PR. Then I moved into tech PR. Um, and then I've, I was there for quite a long time and I've got two young kids. So I needed just a bit more flexibility around my children. Um, and I thought, well, you know what, I might as well go freelance, give it a go. And um, yeah, been doing not too badly since, so all seems to be going well. Yeah, so now that you have started this company and you are have a lot more freedom to be with your kids and do all that kind of jazz, can you talk a little bit about what like a day-to-day -day is like in your job? Yeah, sure. I mean, because it's, as I say, again, because it's my own kind of company and I've only just started it kind of six months ago, Obviously, I'm kind of doing everything from the junior jobs right up to the senior jobs. So 
in a typical PR agency, you'd expect to have um, a, an account exec who would be doing typically the, the media lists, um, the pitching and the kind of more admin side of things. And then you've got the more senior staff who would be looking at the strategy, uh, the planning and that kind of thing. So because obviously I'm, I'm starting my own company and it's just me at the moment, I'm obviously doing the hands-on stuff <laughs> in terms of the admin, right up to the, the strategic side of things and coming up with the ideas. I would say it's, it's very varied, but I think most of the time you are just you know, looking for the right journalists, getting the story out there and getting coverage. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting to have you on the show now because now you've kind of started this company, you're doing all the tasks. So eventually you're going to have to bring on people, you're going to have to hire new staff. So kind of what do you think are important skills that someone in PR should have that you would be looking for in that hiring process? Yeah, I mean, in my previous kind of roles, I was always quite involved in, this, in the hiring process. And PR is one of those things that I don't think you can necessarily teach. There are, you can kind of teach the, the aspects and the pitching, and you can kind of teach the, like the methodology of how you do things. But I think at the heart of it, it's, it's not a nine to five job. You have to have passion for what you're doing. And I think what I tend to look for with people isn't necessarily perfection. It's looking for someone who's passionate or who's, you know, gone and tried and got some experience or who's who's done something that's quite interesting. I think if they show that they've got some passion in what they're doing and they're trying to eager to learn more, those are the people I tend to gravitate towards. And then I'll kind of quiz them more and find out more about, you know, where their skills lie. Mm-hmm. So now you've mentioned that passion. You mentioned that that's something that you really have to have when you want to work in PR. So for you, what do you think is like the best part of working in PR? I think it's probably the, the variety and also just the creativity side of things. Um, I mean, I think a lot of problems with PR can be solved in terms of if you have a company that's struggling, um, people kind of forget this. They think it's all about just promoting a product and it doesn't have to be that way. So for example, um, there's a company that I worked with recently um, and they were leading to fill a lot of vacancies. And, you know, we use PR for that. We use PR to, to get in front of the media to get their message out there to the fact that yes covid was here um, but actually where everyone else was was having to you know put people on furlough um jobs were going you know they were hiring they had a hundred odd jobs to fill it's such a positive story and actually we got you know, a lot of good coverage with that so it, it's things like that that is the variety that i quite like pr that you know you can use it to to help the marketing it supports it and i think you can see the value in what it's doing contrast that question what do you think is kind of the worst part of working in PR or something you don't necessarily love about it um I think the worst bit I mean again to kind of paraphrase it with what the best bit is is that the best bit about PR and what you'll always remember is, is getting coverage so to contrast that the worst bit is when you don't get coverage that lands I think that's probably the most difficult thing or if you have a client who just doesn't understand um, or who would like question everything. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. I am still trying to establish a PR career. I'm still in my last semester of college, but I was an intern at a firm last summer and I sent out so many pitches every single day. And it was obviously so rewarding when something got pitched. My first feature was so exciting. I was so excited. I shared it with everyone I knew. But then there are pitches that you send them out all day every day you send them to different people and just it never gets picked up and it can definitely be really disappointing it can definitely be taxing on you 
but I think those features that do get picked up um, make make up for it. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes that can also be the difficulty because as much as there is kind of a, a science to PR in terms of what you think will work, what won't work, but actually it's about human nature. You know, what might work for a journalist one day, something else might happen that means that that same story won't work another day. So there is almost an element of, um, I guess, luck sometimes as well. You can have a great story, you can have a great pitch and, um, you know, something might happen. There might be a bomb scare, there might be something else. And then whatever reason, your, your whole pitch that would have been solid a week ago just doesn't land. So yeah, that kind of that luck factor as well, I think. Mm-hmm. So what do you think um, since COVID happened and a lot of things in the world obviously shifted like that? Do you feel like you were then putting emphasis on COVID and pitches and things like that? Like, was it then a big factor in how you were trying to pitch things? I think it depended on the story. So um, there are some stories that were very COVID relevant and that kind of helped with the pitch. So they were obviously included. But I think there's also, there's a tendency sometimes for PRs to kind of bandwagon jump. And if there's a topical issue, they'll jump on the bandwagon with it. And I think that's quite problematic as well. So sometimes it's better actually not to address it. It's better to kind of steer clear of it. Um, And actually there are some journalists as well who were saying to me, I don't want to have another COVID story. Can I have anything other than COVID? So they were looking for stories that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, just mentioning that it's not always the right thing to do to talk about the current events. It can also be an escape from that. Or like if an, if a journalist is just too swamped with COVID things, they would need to, you would need to kind of pitch them in a different direction. So I think it's really important for anyone to really remember that. So yeah, kind of... Also, as I say, the difficulty as well in terms of as a PR person when you're pitching, because you have to, you do have to kind of mind read a little bit. You have to second guess. So you have to have that intuition for are there too many COVID pitches? Are the journalists I'm pitching maybe, um, you know, fed up with this now? I need to take a different tactic. Definitely. I think that's really important. So kind of switching gears a little bit, you have your own podcast. Can you talk a little bit about what you do on your show? Yeah, sure. Um, so again, because my background is in, in tech, or at least the last agency that I was with, tech was kind of similar with the podcast. Um, and again, because of COVID, I had to homeschool my kids. So one of the things that I was looking into, because again, I was trying to do work alongside that, um, was to find something to kind of occupy them and also for them to learn at the same time. And that's where I kind of came up with, well, actually, there's loads of ed tech apps out there. I'll get them to do a few of those. Um, but when I looked into it, there's, there's tons of podcasts on edtech apps where, um, you know, the people behind them are interviewed, but there aren't actually any from the perspective of, of the child or the parent. And actually, they're the ones who could be playing it. <laughs> so you need to know that they actually are going to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, so that's why I thought, well, I'll start a podcast, teach myself how to do it, um, give it a go, see what happens. Because, again, podcasts are really popular right now. They're, they're moving in, um, in kind of popularity in terms of even from a PR perspective, where publications are maybe, um, you know, kind of dying out. Um, but podcasts have taken a lot of places and um, have taken some of their places, basically. So I think there's a real appetite for, for PRs to be pitching their clients to podcasts. Um, and I thought, well, I kind of need to know a bit more about what's going on there. So 
I may as well launch one, figure it out, and at least I'll know better kind of what it's all about. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I definitely think your PR background helped you when you were trying to launch that podcast because you were really able to find that like specific niche of what exactly wasn't being represented. You knew exactly how you wanted to represent yourself with how you focus from that kid's perspective rather than the adult's perspective. So I definitely think it was a really great move on your part to find that little niche and stick with it and put that one out there. And then I definitely feel like the podcast will help you when you're trying to pitch to podcasts and things like that, because you know now what they're looking for. So even you had that journalism point of view, so you were able to pitch things there. And now it's like switching over to that podcast world. So you're able to pitch people there. So I think kind of how important do you think it is that someone has either like their own like personal branding so they've like worked from one end or another or they've worked from a journalism perspective or they have their own podcast or they do something else to kind of break into that break into the PR field do you think it's like important and beneficial to someone I think it depends on what level you're going in at so um I think podcasting you have to have kind of a passion for it again it's one of those things that it takes a lot of time you have to be fairly dedicated to be committing to your regular episodes and to commit to your schedule and that kind of thing so I guess that shows a lot of dedication and I think for a good PR person you need to show that you're passionate you need to show that you have that kind of dedication to see things through so I would say those kind of tick those boxes um but I think personal brand again with PR you aren't necessarily representing the brand because you're actually just the mouthpiece or you're actually getting your message from your client to to the journalist so there's a lot of times where you're kind of behind the scenes and actually that's kind of the point um so again i know in the past where i've had um clients we've done kind of photo shoots or um we've had filming opportunities and often the journalist might say oh you should be in the you know, let's get you on camera and i've been like no no that's not my role my role is behind the camera and not in front of it <laughs> my client is the story not me um mm-hmm. And obviously that's changing a little bit, but I would say that personal brand isn't so much important in terms of how you represent yourself, but it's more about kind of the why. So it's, you know, why did you launch a podcast? What is it about it that we're hoping to achieve? And again, I think if that can translate to having passion, having dedication, then that's kind of what would stand you in good stead. Yeah, I think that's a really great perspective. I think that's a really interesting take on that is there anything kind of specific you would recommend to someone in college or advice for anyone in like the entry level stages of wanting to work in PR that you would tell them yeah I mean I think the advice probably won't be kind of that unknown in terms of it's about getting experience now I know that sometimes there aren't always paid opportunities or even actually there is so much appetite for getting into some of these jobs that you might be one of you know 50 interns hoping to get a position but I think again it's about being creative so for example if you can't find an internship somewhere what about volunteering at a charity and that charity volunteership could be you know you've got a social media person can I can I shadow them you have a PR person in the charity team could I shadow them and gradually build up your skills that way and I think people just need to maybe you know not think for the obvious so don't go straight for the the massive agency that everyone's heard of because you'll be one of a hundred that are applying to go work for that place. Think smaller, think small medium businesses, think your, you know, your, your corner street shops, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice. I think it's so important 
for people to remember to be creative and to search for an opportunity that fits them best. I think, especially for me, when I've been looking for internships, I haven't necessarily gotten jobs at companies that have their big PR postings on their website. My best success has been finding internships with places where I just reach out to them and I ask them, like, do you guys take summer interns? Do you hire interns? What's that process like? I think it's really discouraging when you apply on portals and you get rejected or you just like never hear anything back. So I think it's really important for people to continue to search for opportunities regardless of the rejections they've received or the times they've been just never heard from again. So I think being creative is a really great piece of advice. So kind of to wrap everything up, um, my final question is just if you could do your whole college career path over again, is there anything you would do differently? I actually don't think I would because I think every path I've taken, it wasn't necessarily premeditated. I had, didn't have that in my mind to begin with. I mean, certainly I, I actually didn't ever end, expect to end up in PR. Um, I always intended to be a journalist first and, and stay in journalism. Um, but actually I wouldn't go back. Like I quite enjoy the fact that where, where it's taken me, the different places I've been to, the different jobs I've had, they've all kind of shaped where I am now. Um, and that experience all helps in terms of now when I'm going for um, you know, new client contracts, I've got such a breadth of experience. It's just, it makes it easier to sell myself as well and to kind of be able to demonstrate, well, look, I don't, I'm not just in that one sector. I've got an experience covering so much more. That's, you know, really valuable. Yeah, I think you definitely have a lot of great experience that's kind of shaped you into the leader and the founder of your company that you are today. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you are still listening to this podcast, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.